Hi, I'm Vanessa Morris, and I'm a proud Yorta Yorta, Jaja Rung, and Wiradjuri woman. And this is the podcast of Triple R's Banksia, a weekly show celebrating First Nations music, arts, and culture. Banksia is broadcast live on Triple R from Wiradjuri country every Monday from midday to 1 pm. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch via the Triple R website. You're listening to Banks here on 3RRR. My name is Vanessa Morris and I'm now super excited to be reunited on the Triple R airwaves with the amazing Filipino Wiradjuri artist Moju. But for the first time on Banksia ahead of their show at St Kilda Festival on Saturday the 17th of February. Uh, firstly, Moju, thank you so much for joining me for a yarn. Welcome to Banksia. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's such a pleasure to have you here. And the last time I spoke to you on Triple R was during your live at Triple R almost a year ago, um, just before you played at Golden Plains. And you also had a lot of other stuff going on at that time and getting ready to release your LP. Um, what's been happening since then? Oh, lots of not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> lots of I not mean, a lot. No, there's been lots of things. Yeah. We, we put out an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went on tour. We played some pretty epic shows Mm. and then I just took some time off to Mm kind of chill for a minute over summer uh host a radio show on triple r Mm. and you might have heard yeah (laughs) I'm sure you listen to triple r all the time yeah um so yeah I'm just starting to work up to playing shows again Mm -hmm. St Kilda Festival is going to be our first show back for Mm -hmm. a minute yeah I mean we did we did Woodford over New Year's But, um, yeah, haven't done a show since then, so just been having a very relaxing summer. Yeah, and hanging out on the Triple R Airways with Jeepany Jams. Yeah. Um, Yeah, how's that been? Uh, It's been awesome. It's been great. I've just been playing, uh, like, Pinoy music from from the Philippines, but also from the global diaspora. So it's it's been really nice because I I think I often get a lot of um, opportunities to kind of big up mob you know and mm-hmm. kind of uh play a lot of first nations music that i love you know from here but also around the world and mm-hmm. this was my kind of first opportunity to really like kind of focus in on like how much uh pinoy talent there is mm-hmm. like just how rich our musical culture is in the philippines and and you know amongst filipinos around the world so I'd never really had the opportunity to, like, yeah, really give that a lot of time and attention. So that was that was a nice little switch up. Yeah, yeah, a nice opportunity, um, yeah, to, I guess, explore music from uh, Filipino artists each week as well. Um, and I know, yeah, listening into it, there was definitely some amazing music and in your last show as well, hearing tracks from Zay, Bamboo, Oside Mafia and so many other amazing artists. Yeah, how's it been, I guess, for you in sharing those and exploring each week and prepping for GPN Jams? I mean, it's uh, I've really enjoyed that kind of having the opportunity to kind of like share music that I love from artists mm. that I love that I don't think get a lot of airtime here. Mm. But also, you know, it's challenged me to kind of dig deeper and, and you know, I guess curating two hours of music every week for seven mm. weeks. It was like I hit that point where I was like, oh, I'm going to have to like do a little bit more research. I have to dig a little deeper and I have to find new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not playing the same artists over and over. So that was, that was really great because it kind of set the challenge for me. And I discovered a lot of stuff that I'm now like a huge fan of mm-hmm. uh, that I, that I, even I wasn't aware of before, but also kind of 
the other thing that was really great about it was I got to like kind of highlight, you know, sometimes people sort of go to me, oh, like you're mob, but you're also Filipino. That's like, that's pretty unusual. I'm like, well, it's not as actually unusual as you'd think. <laughs> and so that was really nice to sort of get the opportunity to talk about artists like Dobby or Emily mm-hmm. Waramara. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, like there's quite a few artists um, around the way that, that sort of share that common kind of connection. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was really nice. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, to kind of like show – and not only like that kind of like such a literal connection but also just the relationship as uh, different identities who have both kind of common experience of colonisation and, mm-hmm. and genocide and erasure and all of this, like mm-hmm. – um, there is some like shared experience there, and mm-hmm. so it's really nice to see how those kind of things speak to one another, yeah. and um, the relationship between those kind of seemingly like disparate cultures, but actually like there's a lot mm. that we share. So Mm-mm. that that was really nice to kind of yeah. highlight as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A nice way to talk about the intersection and commonalities between the two. Mm. Um, and yeah, such an amazing show, and people can listen back to Jeepney Jams. On the Triple R website, which is rr.org.au. But, yeah, really nice way to take a bit of a summer break and hang out in the Triple R studios ahead of the show at St Kilda Festival that you are doing on Saturday the 17th of February. Um, you're mentioning this is the first one for a little minute. Yeah, how does it feel to getting ready to playing this show coming up? I'm actually really excited for it. I love St Kilda Festival. It's always mm-hmm. such a nice vibe. Um I think the way that they've kind of curated the festival this year is, you know, really special. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it feels like a real honour to be hitting the main stage. Yeah. Um, celebrating mob mm-hmm. in particular and just playing like I mean, I love to be beside the seaside. I'm always <laughs> saying that. Like I've I've got that island vibe in my DNA. So whenever yeah. I'm like if I can look out over the ocean while I'm playing music, that mm-hmm. is like such a treat to me. Mm. So yeah, that's always that's always a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, it sounds um yeah like a real treat and something that will be quite special. And earlier as well, I was mentioning that uh, the last time we shared the space of the Triple R airwaves was during your live at Triple R, and it was ahead of the release of your record or a Plata Mata. Um, and that's almost a year old now. It's coming up to yeah. a year old. Um, how's it been for you having that out with people and sharing it and the response you've received? I mean, the response has been overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been really lovely to see how much uh, that album has been appreciated and by by the fans, also by the industry. You know, it's been... I think it's done all the things that you, you hope an album will do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that said, it's just, it, you know, I would be dishonest of me to not say it's been it's been hard getting back post kind of COVID back into, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, not that we're post COVID, but, you know, post lockdowns, trying mm-hmm. to get back into live music and that kind of thing. So it it's challenging, you know, it's sort of, it's made me realise like it's a really different industry than the one we left Mm-hmm. behind mm. pre-pandemic you know mm-hmm. it's like oh the, the approach to kind of releasing an album and getting out there and touring is it's really different than how it was before so mm-hmm. uh, I think that's given me a lot of appreciation a lot of gratitude for the shows that I do have that are you know where things can run smoothly mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's so many um, spanners that can be thrown in the works mm-hmm. 
these days. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a like it's almost been like a learning curve. Like how mm. do we how do we uh, approach uh, releasing albums? How do we approach touring albums? How do we approach like live music in general mm. in this new world that we're living in? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the pandemic definitely shifted a lot of things and even how we communicate and connect with people and releasing music. And with this record as well, uh, one of the songs on it, so Swan Song, which features a really powerful video. Yeah, can you tell us a bit about that video and how it was for you to share that with people? Yeah, uh, I love that video. It's really it's really special. It's really mm-hmm. beautiful. I just, for me, it was kind of... I guess I wanted to just create a tableau, you know, like almost like an an image that just like a really striking, like strong aesthetic image that kind of well, it's uh, it to represent the mood of of that song and that and that album and that kind of you know, there's the big peacock chair, a chair that I, you know, has become popularized around the world, but uh, I think few people know that 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 chariot is actually from the philippines it's um it originated in the philippines it was often we like woven uh by prisoners in the in the prisons there and it became popularized by um i think american mm-hmm. when there was a u.s occupation in the philippines they mm-hmm. americans took them back to the united states so there's you know there's that image of me sitting inside the peacock chair and then um i had some incredible dancers um, who choreographed this beautiful dance to the song where they're using um, uh, Anis Okali Eskrima, the Filipino fighting sticks. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of this choreographed dance with uh, using that kind of martial arts, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like there's that kind of juxtaposition of like something really beautiful but there's something that's also like about resilience and mm-hmm. the strength and of the warriors, you know, in the Philippine culture, you know, because we're often thought of as very resilient people mm-hmm. who've seen a lot, you know, there's been a lot of occupation and a lot of colonisation that's happened there and we've endured. Mm-hmm. But also there's like this softness, there's a gentleness, there's a, you know, we're, we're also considered very happy people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, very, very generous and warm. So I wanted to kind of explore the complexity, the duality, the, you know, all of the different intersecting parts of these things or like stereotypes about the Philippine identity. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like it's hard to do in in a very, in like a, sh- a short video, in a mm-hmm. one sort of still image. Um, and of course there's uh, a feature there from Maclit Kibret who... Uh, sings a duet with me on this track who's incredible and uh-huh. and that kind of putting her on that pedestal and kind of celebrating the the feminine the mother pinai the or the 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 woman uh-huh. in that in that story as well and the strength and the kind of i don't know just celebrating the the matriarchy uh-huh. yeah quite a powerful video and like you were saying a lot would go into something that is a few minutes long, but there's a lot of storytelling in that. How has it been for you, I guess, using music in uh, expressing yourself or telling stories of your cultures? Look, I think that it's not without its challenges, mm-hmm. but ultimately it makes 
the process more meaningful and more mm. rewarding mm. for me. It is about um, – I think it just reached that point where music stopped being just about this, like, individualistic kind of – uh, like egocentric kind of, you know, like that kind of, it, not in a negative, I'm not saying that in a negative way, but mm-hmm. it's just like often it's like, you, you know, you internalize and you focus inwards and it's about your own personal story and your own personal struggle or it's about heartache and, and mm. like, you know, this stuff. And and then I kind of at some point like, you know, I sort of matured into this place of like, oh, actually as a storyteller uh, or as a songwriter, m- my responsibility is to tell these stories and to kind of continue to contribute to a song line, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of it's legacy work. It's mm-hmm. legacy work and it's about family and it's about community and it's you become more and more like in a role of cultural practitioner as much as the artist that you are like and have always been. But it, mm-hmm. for me, I guess it just like... It just became important to me to tell the stories of my grandparents yeah. and to tell the stories of my family and to tell the stories of my people. And it's not so much about uh, doing that in a very, like, traditional way. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people think that, oh, like, if you're doing cultural work, it has to be done, a like, in a traditional format. To mm-hmm. me, it's like, no, no, like, I'm still an artist who wants to innovate. I'm still an artist who wants to explore and push boundaries and like create something new that hasn't been done before. But I Mm -hmm. do it in a way that I think honours like who I am and where I've come from, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And as an artist and expressing yourself or, yeah, telling uh, stories from the songlines and connecting to culture would be quite personal to you and maybe it's a bit more contemporary versus the traditional or expected thing that people might think in terms of expressing culture, which it makes total sense. And Yeah, and it's not in a way of like I'm not trying to um, exploit culture mm-hmm. or exploit my identity in that way but it is just it's something that I bring into the room with me wherever I am Mm -mm. at any time Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like you can't really separate me from me as the artist from who I am as a person Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. it's like it's part and parcel it's like Mm -hmm. I I am who I am Mm -hmm. and that informs the music that I make and Mm -hmm. everyone you know you stand on the shoulders of ancestors it's like Mm -hmm. well therefore it informs everything that you do as an artist and Mm -hmm. and it's not about necessarily kind to trying to like it's not even an intentional thing it's just Mm -hmm. recognizing and acknowledging that that is part of who I am and this Mm -hmm. is part of what I do Mm -hmm. and embracing that rather than ignoring it or shutting it out yeah yeah and you've been doing it for a long time through music as well and a lot of people listening might be familiar uh, with your song Native Tongue from years ago Mm -hmm. and that also has a really powerful video and I remember when that came out um, quite striking and now with the music that you're doing or through the release of Oro Plata Mata um, with the song Swan Song which yeah tells a different story but all very connected to who you are um, and your culture and amazing to see you expressing yourself through music. Um, how's the response been to the releases that you've been putting out over the last few years? Uh, I, th- I mean, I think, you know, people have really, they understand who I am as an artist now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, they really embrace it and they mm-hmm. kind of get on board. I think when I put out Native Tongue, I think it just happened at a moment where 
there was a greater conversation going on mm-hmm. and somehow like in, in that song just it was like a zeitgeist moment you know just like the song spoke to that conversation mm-hmm. it was very unintentional on my part mm-hmm. I, di- I did not have I could not have anticipated the way that people were going to respond and the, and the, and the momentum that that song had behind it as a result of everything else that was going on in the mm-hmm. world yeah so yeah that kind of that kind of thrust me into I guess like a a different place like where I had not sort of been before with my music. It kind of gave me a greater platform to speak to a whole bunch of things mm-hmm. and it was a very steep learning curve mm. as a result. Kind of doing what I'm doing now, I think people now understand, yeah, they understand who I am as an artist, they understand what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. and um, and so people come to it with a really different, with an all, already kind of, uh, they're prepared for, mm-hmm. for the type of thing they want to do. Mm-hmm. So in a way it's kind of gentler. And I get mm-hmm. to kind of give it a little bit more. But there's not so much like chaos around it. It's like mm-hmm. people just they know what it's about. They know what I'm trying to do, and they they embrace that. And that's that's really beautiful, and that's been really nice to experience. Yeah, I could imagine that while you as a person and as an artist and using music to talk about culture, and I feel like us as well as First Nations people, we're always learning um, about culture and. I guess people's responses as well um, when you're putting things out in a public space, which can yeah have its challenges, but can also be quite beautiful as well, which is yeah amazing to see what you're doing and for people listening in as well. So I've been having a yarn with Filipino Wiradjuri artist Moju ahead of their show at St Kilda Festival, which is on Saturday the 17th of February. And we've been talking about a bunch of things. Um, Is there anything else that you've been kind of working on that you want to tell us about? I've probably (laughs) got like... (laughs) Look, what I will say is that there's definitely something in the works. Mm-hmm. I've been squirreling away, kind of working on something with some friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to reveal anything just yet, but yeah. I, I'll <laughs> drop that little nugget there so that you've got, you know, uh, you can hang hold on to the hopefulness there that there is something coming. But uh, I'm just going to leave it a little mysterious for the moment. Yeah, <laughs> love a bit of mystery. Um, and for those listening in, to stay tuned to Moju via all of the usual channels like Instagram and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll find me out there somewhere. Yeah. And um, yeah, Moju's also been hosting GPNE Jams on the Triple R Airwaves over the past uh, seven weeks, which you can listen back to via the Triple R website. Um, the last show was last week. There's so much amazing music on there and I highly recommend those listening in to definitely look it up and give it a listen back. But hopefully we see you back hosting something at some stage. Look, maybe. I've I've done my very best to leave a good impression. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I've expressed my interest and, you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, yeah, I guess while you're here as well, is there anything else you want to tell us about or? I think, I think it, you know, I've said everything I probably need to say. Just make sure you come on the 17th, St Kilda Festival, catch the show, catch all the artists, come early, mm-hmm. see everybody, hang out, have a good time. Mm. And yeah, that's my, that's uh, my hot tip for the, for the summer. Yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, everyone listening in, definitely get down to St Kilda Festival to catch Moju. Get down early and uh, see 
all of the different artists that are playing down there on Saturday the 17th of February, but I'm pretty sure it runs all weekend. I'll put up more information to that on the Triple R website later on as well. Moju, thank you so much for joining me today on Banks here. Hope to chat to you again soon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Banksia, a weekly show celebrating First Nations music, arts and culture. Banksia is broadcast live on Triple R from Wurundjeri Country each and every Monday from midday till 1pm. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast and feel free to keep in touch at rrr.org.au or follow Banksia on Instagram at banksiarrr.org.au.